this city and places around this country and even around the world, that you would always turn our hearts to you. For you are our certain hope, our joy, and our salvation. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I have to be a little honest with you this evening. It is a bit awkward preaching to less than 10 people gathered here to help with worship this evening and to make it go forward online for all of you at home, uh, wherever you may be. I want to remind you all again to reach out to each other to give the church office a call if you are in need, to pay attention to the email blasts that go out. I want to remind you that, that again, uh, even though we might be apart from one another, mission and ministry still goes on as our teachers work diligently to connect to their students in the classrooms online and, and by sending home homework and other assignments, uh, by making those phone calls and sending out those emails. A ministry goes on at God Cares About You and at other missions that we support around the world. Ministry goes on even here while we are apart one from another. It's important for us, even if we feel helpless, to lift each other up in prayer and to be reminded again that we do have a Savior, a Savior who comes to us in words of promise and with words of hope. It's interesting to me that this evening, the theme for this evening comes from, again, the Ten Commandments, which we are kind of unwinding throughout this Lenten season, but it is that, that commandment that we all learned back in, in, in confirmation class, perhaps, or Sunday school, or maybe heard it somewhere along the line as a part of our civic law as well, and it's that whole idea of, of you shall not murder. And we go, Wow. That's kind of a depressing thing to talk about on, on such a time and such a place that's going on in our world. And, and yet we need to remember that this commandment is not simply about taking human life. It's not just about the anger that we might have in our hearts toward other people in an unforgiving attitude. But as, as we take a look at this commandment, it's about the whole idea that, that life is precious to Almighty God. Life is is precious because we were fearfully and wonderfully formed and made and we were given gifts and talents and abilities to serve him in his kingdom and to make an impact and a difference in the lives of people in this world and that continues it doesn't stop simply because we're ordered to self-quarantine. It doesn't stop because we can't be more than six feet closer to one another and we have to kind of do those air hugs or those air handshakes or, as I mentioned on Sunday, those live long and prosper kind of things. You see, even though we might feel a little bit disconnected, we are all still connected to the body of Christ, and we are fearfully and wonderfully made. You see, life is a, is a gift, if you will, from God, from the time that we might be uh, even a little baby. But, but we remember that those, there are those around us in the world today who need to know their love. There are many right now, I'm sure, who are feeling somewhat isolated, our senior citizens. 
need to remind them that they are loved by God and that their life is precious. And one of the reasons that we're doing all of this self-isolating and keeping our distance is because with this particular virus, none of us knows whether or not we are carriers of it. And we don't want to inadvertently spread it to the very ones that we love and care for. It takes a great deal of self-discipline, if you will, to step back and say, I'm going to be a part of this solution and, and not be stubborn and be a part of the problem. It's a challenge. It's a challenge for us here in ministry as well. We wrestle with how do we provide uh, for God's people. We certainly can provide in word and in song and in worship, albeit in a somewhat awkward way. And we're working on ways to, to, to provide the sacrament of the altar to our people. And we've got some, a couple of ideas we're going to wrestle with over the next couple of days and hope to have that settled out by Sunday for you so that we can continue to receive the body and blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. But what do we do about baptisms? Can you do a virtual baptism? Wrestling with that one a little bit. And the question, of course, comes out, Pastor, what if there's a death and we need to do a funeral? Well, God will provide the wisdom and the insight and the means to do those things as time unfolds. Right now, we take it one step at a time, not panicking, but saying, how can we love and serve one another? How can we treat one another as life is precious? It's not only taking care of our senior citizens, but it's reminded that even the newest ones born among us celebrating St. Patrick's Day for the first time are important because God has given them life. It's remembering even in this fifth commandment that life applies to those yet unborn because they are fearfully and wonderfully made, knit together in the womb of their mother. All life is precious. It somewhat dismays me that we will go to extreme lengths in this country to save lives from the coronavirus, but we ignore those yet unborn. How sad. Maybe this will be a wake-up call to us in some way, shape, or form to pay more attention to what God says when he says, you shall not murder. And in all of it, in all of it, we need to remember that it is Jesus Christ who gave his precious life in our place, who paid the price for our sins. It is by his wounds that we ourselves are healed. He took all of the infirmities, all of the illnesses, all of the diseases, the whole impact of sin upon himself, and he died for it on a cross. He died in your place and in my place i got to tell you, I've talked to any number of people since this whole thing began to unfold in our, in our nation. And people who are Christian have a distinctively different attitude than those who are not. Because you see, as Christians, we have the hope of salvation. And even if for some reason an illness or a disease claims our life in this world, we have that certainty of eternity with Christ in heaven. I need not fear what the world can do to me. For again, my hope is built in nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. It is by his wounds that we are healed. Not by our effort, not by our strength, but solely by his blood poured out for us on a cross. He's the one who gave his life 
so that we might have life more abundantly. And not just life in this world that we hang on to so desperately, but life for all of eternity. Because of Christ, we have a life that goes forth forever. And that's the message of hope that we can give to a, a people who are disconcerted, uncomfortable, uncertain, a people who are panicking. And we talked about that last Sunday. Panicking so much you can't even find a roll of toilet paper in the stores or food on the shelves. We try to cling to life so tightly in this world that when it's threatened, we panic and we turn to the wrong places. If I can use the phrase, it's not toilet paper that saves your life. That's a bunch of hooey. It's Jesus Christ. And so turn your eyes to heaven. Turn your hearts heavenward. And remember the promises of God for you made in your baptisms. And the promises of God made to each of us. That we are his children. And he's called us by name. And he called us and placed us into this body of Christ which now feels so displaced. But the mission, the purpose, is still the same, to share the gospel and to serve one another. Serve one another with love. We have an opportunity during the time of this virus to bring hope to the world and hope to the lives of people around us. We need to point people heavenward in Christ Jesus. And remember that he holds our lives in his hands. My life and your life, they don't belong to the world. They don't belong to the evil one. They don't belong to sin. They belong to Christ who paid the price and conquered all of those things. Nothing, nothing in creation can separate us from the love of Jesus Christ. Not death. Not illness, not disease, not despair, nothing. The love of Christ overcomes all things. And we love others because he first loved us. Serve one another and lift each other up during these challenging times. And remember that it is by his wounds that we are healed. In Jesus' name, amen. And now may the peace of God, which passes all of our human understanding, keep your hearts and minds in the true faith of God in Christ Jesus until life everlasting. Amen.